That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is cool. <laughs> <laughs> upstate new york this is the slam tilt podcast a show about all things pinball i'm your host ron hallett here with my co-host bruce nightingale good morning good good morning is it is it morning Morning. it's no it's not well we'll get to that and welcome to episode 50 the big 5-0 this is silent movie yes now mel brooks went a total different way he went from black and white which he got you know, at the beginning when the studio said, you're, you you want to do a black and white movie? He's like, yep. This movie was all silent. Except for one word. One word. Which was by a mime. Which, which that is really in itself funny. is hilarious. Yes. But a great movie. 1976. Uh, a lot of big stars in it again. Definitely one of Mel Brooks's. And today is Mel Brooks's 91st birthday. Happy birthday, Mel. Birthday, Mel. We're loving you. But we have a guest. Yes, we have a guest. This is the biggie. The big this one. This is the ultimate fan guest. Episode 5-0. The winner of our contest. Yes, he was. Ron, I'm going to let you announce it today. Let me announce it. Yep. Because you usually throw it on me, I'm throwing it on you. I'm going to change it all up today. Okay. The winner of our contest, our guest for this episode, Ryan C. from Australia. Oh, g'day. G'day, lads. How you going, mate? I love it. How are you doing, sir? I'm bloody excited to be here, mate. I woke up early for you guys and uh, just happy to talk to you didgeridoo guys. <laughs> <laughs> so what time is it right, right now in the United States? It is 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, no. p.m. 6.05. It's not Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Daylight Time. Oh, well, or just say Eastern. It's, 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 negative, uh, it's negative five of Greenwich. How's that? that that's really wrong, too. It's negative four of Greenwich. <laughs> computer right now, it says negative five. Your computer is wrong. <laughs> God almighty. <laughs> what time is it's, it there? What's, what is the day? It's, uh, it's Friday the 30th, so we're one day ahead. I'm talking to you from the future. And it's 8 a.m., which... I know it isn't early for some people wake up a lot earlier, but for me, it's uh, it's about an hour and a half earlier than I, I usually wake up. So I'm, I'm doing this for you guys. <laughs> we are honored. See? The ultimate fan. So, Ryan, what got you in this great hobby? Ah, I just love steel balls. No, um, basically, uh, my dad used to be a operator of jukebox jukeboxes back in the in the late 80s and 90s. And uh, he kind of had them in pubs and and hotels around Australia. And he wanted to make some more money, so he he decided to get into pinballs as well. So I was really lucky. I was a 10-year-old that he used to kind of drag along um, on his route. And I used to help him kind of do collections and things like that. And and then when when pinballs would break down, he would uh, bring them into our garage. And and, I sit there and watch him kind of solder sold the stuff to fix machines and uh and then he used to say here brian play test them and i used to sit there for hours and hours just uh just playing these machines and um it was all the good stuff it was the the, the 90s Bally williams collections so um 
Twilight Zone, Adam's Family, Getaway, Fishtails, Indiana Jones, um, all that stuff. And uh, that kind of got embedded into me. And it was like a, it was like a, a pinball sleeper agent. And, and then he sold his business and sold his machines. And I, I kind of forgot that that pinball ever existed. And um, I made friends with someone about three and a half years ago. And he invited me over his house. And he had, uh, he had this awesome collection. He had like one wall of Stearns one wall of the Bally Williams stuff. And uh, I saw Indiana Jones there in the corner, which was one of my favorites. And um, yeah, I started playing it. And, and fast forward three years later, I've got 14 machines now. And I, I keep on buying more. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that's the, the shortened version of the story. Now, that's what always happens, though. When you buy one, then you want two, then you want three, then you're saying... How much space do I have to make in my house to get the most possible games and it's, make myself it's, happy? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's um, I only ever intended to. I remember. I still remember the conversation I had with my wife. I said, "Oh, hey, you know, um, there's a guy I know. He has pinball machines. They're awesome. Blah blah blah." Um, I used to have that pinball machine when I was young, and and you know, we've got that tiny little space in in that spare room. You know, like it's so small, but I think we could, if you move things a little bit, we can fit one pinball machine. And um, I was like, yeah, cool, as long as it's one. And how much does it cost? And I totally got the the, the price wrong as well. I I, I lowballed it by about three thousand um, dollars. But when it was time to sell, he offered it to me first, and um, and he was laughing at me. He says, "You know, they you know they multiply, they get lonely, they they need some friends." And I just laughed it off. I, I seriously thought I could just buy one, and that's it. And then you know, after a year, I'd get bored of it and and sell it. But um, instead of that, uh, yeah, I have fourteen pinball machines, thirteen or fourteen. I'm losing count. So, what is your list of your games right now? All right, so I've got. And these, yeah, these are pretty new-ish machines, and um, I've bought and sold uh, about thirty of them. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go through a list. Like uh, I think Bruce said, you, you you want to go through the list of everything. So I'm I'm still going through my list of Stearns and Belly Williams. Uh, so I've got I've got the Hobbit, I've got uh, Wizard of Oz, I've got Tron Alley, I've got Metallica Alley. I've got Spider-Man, I've got Attack from Mars, Getaway, Fishtails, Lord of the Rings, Simpsons Pinball Party, ACDC Premium, uh, Star Trek LE, uh, The Walking Dead Pro. How much is that? <laughs> 13. Okay, I've got 13 machines then. Nice. Three of them, three of them are actually on site at the moment. I thought I'd, I'd try the whole... Uh, on-site business and mm-hmm. um yeah it, it came out of kind of frustration of the the hobbit kind of code being uh in in limbo i know you guys don't like the machine for for various reasons but i i, I don't mind the layout i think the the software more than more than makes up for it um but then the software is kind of like it's it's in this limbo state where there's no valinor equivalent um so once you get to the third arkenstone mode it just r- loops back to the to the first and um I, I don't like playing games without endings um so i didn't want to sell it i didn't want it sitting there doing nothing so i, I put it on site and um people love it man people love the the hobbit on site they're attracted to that um that big screen it's um it's sitting there on site with about i think 16 other pinball machines and it's the uh, it's the top earner so are you yeah, uh, running are you running 2.0 on it right now 
I did. I updated to 2.0 um, last week, and um, I've vomited a little bit in my mouth when I saw the um, the attract mode light show. Um, it went it went from being this really classic kind of like uh, it really suited the playfield um, to kind of just spewing the Wizard of Oz kind of skittles stuff all over it. But um, I don't care. It's it's, a, it's it's so weird when you put a machine on site, your perspective on what makes a good pinball machine totally changes. Um, yeah. So I think my 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 journey through pinball is kind of constantly evolving. Instead, I'm only I, you know, even though I was into it when I was a kid, I'm only three years in really. And, um, yeah, my opinions on why things are done and, and what's good and what's bad, like it, 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 because of me putting a pinball machine on site now is, is totally changing. So have you seen now? I used to, I used to op a long, long time ago, mostly vids. I added a couple pins, but do you see the, the good and the bad of it, keeping you know, keeping it clean is definitely a hard thing, especially on a location machine. It's it dirt collects everywhere. Yeah, this 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 place is uh, in the city, and it's next. We have trams here, which are kind of like trains that run through the normal, you know, normal streets, and they keep pick up a lot of dust. And this place is kind of on a on a. It's the absolute nightmare to 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 put machines in. I don't know how the guy convinced me to do it. It's literally behind a. They have like you walk into a bar um, and there's a, a, a bookshelf that you push and you push the bookshelf and it reveals this like little winding stairs and um, and you have to carry the machine up there. Luckily, the Hobbit breaks off into three parts. So we, we didn't break our back bringing it up and, and you can't use a stair climber because there's a point in the stairs where um, it, it, it's so narrow and it twists. So you have to put it on its back. Um, and then kind of slide it across with some uh, some cardboards. Um, but, yeah, it's a miracle um, that we got them up there without it breaking the machine or breaking our back. But, um, <laughs> it's yeah, I, I actually went last night. I know you guys are tournament guys, so they had a little a novice tournament there. So I said, hey, I'll go there and I'll have something to talk about. So I went there last night and I looked at the – because the Hobbit has white rubbers and because uh, I had it at home for a while, and I've, I've put probably the same amount of plays in, you know, close to a year, oh, maybe like six or seven months um, on my machine. Um, it's had the same amount of plays in, in a month and a half. And um, the, the rubbers are, are black. Um, the, I don't know how it happens and how the, how the dirt gets in there. But, um, yeah, luckily nothing's broken so far. As I said, I'm still really fresh into it. I'm still probably like a, a month and a bit in. But... Um, I keep on putting more machines there because I'm thinking, well, is it a fluke that the Hobbit's making money? Let's put The Walking Dead there. Oh, shit, The Walking Dead's making money. I wonder if Spider-Man will make money as well. And now I'm like, okay, well, that, they're the Stearns. I wonder if people are still playing the Belly Williams stuff there. So um, they keep on taking – they've got some EMs there, and they don't make uh, much money. So they keep on taking stuff out, and um, as long as I'm happy to put stuff in, they're, they're happy to, uh, to let me put them in. That's cool. So how uh, how easy are games to come by in Australia? Are you talking about new games or, or second-hand games? Not either. So the new game thing is a bit weird because you guys, uh, you know, I can see on Pinside, I know you guys love Pinside, um, everyone, talks about <laughs> the, <laughs> everyone talks about the street price. Um, you're like, oh, hey, you know, the MSRP is this, but you know you can really get it for that. Um, when you see a price in Australia from a distributor, um, unless it's a game like WWE where, like, you know, you know they, they'll, they'll do a deal for you. Um, 
the, the price they show is the price you get because there's one distributor. Um, there's a company called AMD and uh, he is like the master um, distributor for Stern. And there's two other guys that, that sub-distribute for him. But basically, um, they just kind of buy it off, off him. They get a certain allocation um, of the LEs and, and stuff like that. So um, we pay a little bit more for, for you pins than, than you guys do. Um, the secondhand stuff, uh, we don't have, well, I mean, Craigslist exists in Australia, but no one uses it because um, a company called Gumtree kind of got in before they uh, really tried to start pushing it. So Gumtree is our, uh, is our Craigslist equivalent. Uh, everyone calls it Scumtree because it's literally just full of scammers and, and stuff like that. Holy shit, there was a, this is, sorry, I'm just going to deviate from, uh, from answering your question. There was a scammer the other day on Gumtree, and I hate scammers, right? Everyone does, but I was trying to make a point of trying to get as much information from this guy as possible so I can at least report it to the police or something. Um, he, he put up a picture of, I think it was a black rose, and it, it looked absolutely mint, and he was like, you know, $2,000, which, 2000 Australian dollars, about 1500 US. And it looked, it looked like a, uh, a treasure cove restore because it was like, he just, he just you know, you, you know that guys, uh, after a, a certain amount of time, you know that um, that garage that people take photos in front of, it's the same garage every time. So I tried to string him along. I got his details and, and I reported it. And um, literally, so I was all, you know, it was all nice and fresh in my memory. A day later, right, a Cactus Canyon comes up and it says $4,500, um, you know, in the family for, uh, for 10 years has hardly been, you know, used since then. And I go, oh, this guy's fucking going on again. And, uh, and the number looked the same. I rang the number anyway, you know, just in case, hey. And um, the number is, uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of dialed out like it was uh, like a fake number or something. Um, I messaged the guy, no response. I, so I posted on like the Australian um, forum, it's called Aussie Arcade. And I said, just watch out, guys. You know, this guy's obviously a scam. I've been dealing with someone else for the last couple of days. And um, everyone's like, yeah, scammer, blah, blah, blah. You know, the price is too low. And he's using, he's borrowing pictures from, um, you know, Treasure Cove. And um, then the ad disappeared. Oh, I think enough people reported it as a scam. Later on that night, because um, I've been, I started selling mirror blades as well for pinball machines because hardly anyone was doing it in Australia. I get a message from some guy on Facebook. who's like, hey, you know, I need a couple of mirror blades. Um, do you have mirror blades to suit Cactus Canyon? I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, I just picked it up today. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. You know, I got a really good price. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? And he showed me a picture. He, it was like a deceased estate and these people like just walked into their dad's house, saw all these machines there. And the first one they decided to sell was, um, was Cactus Canyon for four and a half thousand dollars. So, uh, I'm going to go to Google quickly and tell you how much that is in, uh, us dollars, 4,000 AD to USD. So that is 3,400 us dollars for a cactus canyon and i shit you not this thing has it's like it's been been taken out of the box um like decal wise absolutely perfect so there's a couple of um shitty switches so that was absolutely my fault for uh for for assuming that uh that was a scam but someone picked up a very nice and cheap cactus canyon that he'll probably flip for like they go for like fifteen thousand australian dollars here so yeah, nice little mistake from uh, from Ryan C from Australia. That's the way it goes. I know what you mean yeah. by the uh, the famous garage door. Yeah, 
of uh, the old Treasure Cove guys. The white yeah. door. The, the, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> they would always have the same, the pictures in front of that same garage door. And then you would see the pictures show up in other listings that weren't theirs. So you would know they're scams. Oh, yeah. So this is like a perfect storm of, of what happened leading up to that for me to absolutely, you know, just, just kind of brush this guy off. As I said, I still did call just in case. Um, but I don't, I, he must have listed his wrong number or something. But yeah, buying, buying, buying. So go, to go back to your original question. Sorry. Um, yeah, people, pins go really quick now. I mean, even three years ago, you could literally, if there was a pin for sale in a different state, you could go on like a like Aussie Arcade, which is, as I said, like the equivalent of, of Pinside in Australia, um, but they do arcades and pinballs. And um, you could say, oh, hey, there's a machine in, you know, in Sydney. It's 10 hours away. Can someone go check it out? And people would snap pictures and stuff. Now people have like alerts set up like me on, on Gumtree and eBay. And as soon as something comes up, if it's a decent price, it'll be gone in 10 minutes. People people ring up. They offer more than, than what's listed. Um the Australian community, like per capita, I think is really, it's really quite, it's like a, it's like a feeding frenzy when, when good machines come out. Um, we got an allocation of, of 80 Star Wars LEs, um, which is what one tenth of the world's stock and they're sold out. So, um, go figure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of pinheads here per capita, um, compared to, uh, the U S and Canada. Now the, the, the parts now didn't, a bunch of the parts go over to Australia. If I remember, like the Bally Williams parts, it's part of a yeah. buyout deal. I'm not sure who yeah. the vendor was, but I was thinking, Wang. does that make it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wayne. Yeah, that's right, Wayne. It doesn't make it any easier to get parts for those over there now that a lot of those are actually there. For example, like my my Who Done It Translite, I got from Wayne. It was from Australia because he had them. Yeah, so Wayne Wayne lives about half an hour from me, so I know Wayne pretty well. He's a is a funny character, um, but I think he yeah he bought the license to uh, to 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 everything, and um, that was that was years ago, right? That was like fifteen yeah, years ago. That was years so ago. So I, I think yeah, I think all those parts are, are gone. But um, there's a there's a big place here called Pinball Spare Parts Australia, and they're the you know they're kind of the pinball life equivalent. And uh, I think they actually buy a lot of stuff off Pinball Life as well because uh, they have the same kind of – well, I mean, everything has the same part numbers, but they have the same kind of, like, pictures and, and descriptions they kind of, like, steal off their website, I think. But I think most of the time there's a lot of people – you know, a lot of people just order stuff, you know, from the U.S. and because um, it might be might be cheaper or something. When uh, Gene actually was uh, in trouble, he sold parts to that place you were just talking about in Australia. And they brought down a container of parts. Yeah. Of Williams parts. So they have a lot of uh, Williams and Capcom stuff yeah, also. Yeah, that's, that's what I was actually thinking of. Yeah, he has, he has a lot of stuff that um, I was I was there one day and um, we we're talking about Alvira and he just, um, he walks at the back and he comes out and he's got the Alvira translate. Um, I can't remember if it was Alvira and the Party Monsters or Scared Stiff, but she's just sitting there with like her, her tits just out. And uh, he's like, yeah, this is a prototype, uh, you know, Translate original. I've just got it sitting here. Um, and that must have been something that he got from Williams uh, back in the day. So Nice. <laughs> oh, my. So it is winter for you right now. Yeah, it's freezing. <laughs> 
freezing 55 degrees. Come on. Or, or, or six degrees or seven degrees Celsius. Come on. Yeah, we got to get our Celsius conversions going here. Well, right now, actually, I mapped out from Melbourne to my house, it is 10,196 miles or 2.7 million kilometers, I think it said. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's for our, our European, uh, Australian, and Canadian friends. Well, basically, uh, Bruce, the rest of the world. Yeah, everyone except the U.S. Everyone except the U.S. Ah, <laughs> uh, 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 England. They do miles per hour also. Do you know how annoying it is buying, uh, buying like uh, shifters and and uh, screwdrivers and certain things for like pinball, you know, pinball nuts. Uh, you know, I mean, you walk into like a hardware store and and you pretty much have to bring it with you because everything's in in millimeters here, but you have to use the uh, imperial method. So, yeah, damn you guys. Yes, we're still stubborn. Love it. We're paying the asses. Yes, we are. Typical Americans. Yes. Since you're now in winter, it's really like Christmas for you right now. Because you go six months. Like for our, you know, this is midsummer for us, you know, so it's like Christmas for you. Well, yeah, but it's, 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 it's really. <laughs> well, they do, they do have the little, you know, Christmas and winter um, stuff here because, yeah, when it's Christmas, uh, you guys are used to it snowing and it being cold, and that's part of tradition. But. Um, we go to the beach when it's Christmas, so uh, <laughs> when it is actually cold here, and as I said, it, you know, we complain when it's when it's uh, I was it, 55 um, Fahrenheit. That's cold for us. Um, you guys deal with a lot a lot worse, but yeah, all the shopping centres do the uh, you know winter wonderland thing. You know, whatever they can do to earn a bit more money, but um, it's it's kind of sucks because. All of you guys are bored during your winter, and that's when, like, all the big movies come out, all the big video games come out. I don't know, at pinballs, like, they release them whenever they can. Um, but over here, that's when it's, like, sunny outside and no one no one cares. Everyone's outside uh, doing their thing. So, yeah, we have to sacrifice our summer just to be in sync with you guys. Aha. Let's see. Do you guys have, do you guys have basements in Australia? No, I was actually going to discuss that. I mean, if we want to put, well, I mean, some people do, but it, it's, I know it's really common in, uh, you know, in, in suburbia in, in the US, but over here, um, pretty much no one does it. So if you want a games room, you pretty much have to build a games room from, you know, off the plan. So um, I've, I've got them, I, we destroyed like a, a, a living area and just uh, got rid of so much crap <laughs> just to fit my pinball machines priorities i like that that's a good thing <laughs> so uh, I, I, so i know a couple of months ago you actually ryan actually emailed me with a picture from a stars from that same bubble tree and you are bubble what the bubble tree you said it was <laughs> bubble gum whatever you want <laughs> gum tree gum. gum tree that was it and he sent me you the picture gum. bubble gum bum tree you know Bumble, Bumbledorf, you know, what the hell? What do you want to call it? But uh, he sent me the pictures like, I, I just came up. Should I go for him? Like, yes, go for it. But he said it was probably already gone, and and it was. Well, I was, I was first. I rang the guy up. There was a Stars for 500 Australian dollars, and uh, that's about 350 US dollars. And it was in Queensland, so it would cost me about $300 to get it down here, which is no big deal. There's a courier guy that literally makes a living off just driving down the east yeah, east coast of Australia, um, back and forth twice a month, 
And he started off like with one little van that could do four pinball machines. But the hobby's grown so much. He has like a, a little mini truck now and he does it twice a month. And he used to be the best, he used to be the best restorer in Australia. Um, he's called Prowler, right? That's his like his 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 modding name, and uh, his 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 restorations were flawless. And and then the reason why he was delivering the machines, he didn't trust any courier company to deliver them, and um, he's making so much money off um, delivering machines. He just said, "Well, I don't need to restore machines anymore." So he's literally just a courier guy now. And um, yeah, so yeah, there was a there was a machine up there. I rang the guy. He wasn't a pinball guy. He, he said he used to own a fish and chip shop back in the in the eighties, and um, it was on site there, and. Um, when he closed down the fish and ship shop, he offered to buy the machine for a couple of hundred bucks off the off the operator, and he said it's been sitting in his shed ever since, and he's hardly played it. That I mean, that's what everyone always always says, but I think Bruce saw the photos, and it literally it was like he went to take the photo, and then when it was about to take it, he just like decided to have an epileptic fit with his hand. They were the the worst freaking photos ever. So I just want I called him up. You know, I just said, "Hey, it looks, you know, it looks decent." He described it to me. I said, "Can you just quickly, like, just send me some more photos?" And he's like, "What do you mean, mate? Like, you know, what kind of photos do you want?" He's this old, you know, old riggedy guy on a farm. So I took photos of Ghostbusters. The only useful thing that Ghostbusters did for me was provide uh, a canvas to take photos of. Wow. And, uh, so I said, I'm going to take a photo of one of my pinball machines. Can you just do the same for yours? And uh, five minutes passed. He didn't respond. Ten minutes passed. And I said, this this guy's old. I don't want to give him – I don't want to be one of those guys that just, like, is on his back. Um, so I rang him after an hour, and I said, uh, yeah, how'd you, how'd you go? And he's like, sorry, mate, it's sold. Someone came and picked it up. And I'm like, ah. You... And he promised me as well. He was like, you know – don't worry, I won't. I won't sell it out. Of you, you know, behind you, mate. I'll, you know, I'll take photos for you. So, when, uh, yeah, when machines are that cheap, you have to, you can't. Jump. Yeah, and, and and a similar thing happened to Getaway. Uh, there was a Getaway locally, and I learnt my lesson. I said, um, while I was on the phone to him, we agreed to a price, and I said, I can come tomorrow, um, but I need you to remove the listing immediately, like right now, when we're on the phone. Um, and, and, and he did that for me. And then when I went to pick it up, it was there. Um, but if you don't do that, then, uh, someone will offer more, someone will offer, Hey, I'm around the corner. I'll come now in five minutes. And you know, these people aren't pinball people, so they don't care. It's, it's, it's money. So, um, yeah, I was looking forward to expanding my collection into something. Well, that's a lot cheaper, obviously, cause my, my taste in pinballs is, is too expensive. And, um, yeah, you guys have been talking about stars so much that uh, I want to see what, what all the fuss is about because they're, they're pretty rare down here, I think. No, rarely rare. Yeah. Best game ever. Best game <laughs> ever. <laughs> well, it is. It, it, it's not like Star Wars, which is the worst game ever, according to Pinstein. Yes. I've, pre-ordered, I've pre-ordered Star Wars as well, so you can add me to the list of, uh, of whingers that uh, think it's the worst game ever. <laughs> oh, boy. Which, uh, which model did you order? Well, if I'm going to order any model, obviously it's going to be the LE. If you if you're ordering the Pro or the Premium, you wouldn't order. You would just sit there and wait. But this is the market we we're in at the moment, which sucks. Is that if you want if you want to if you want an LE, you have to pay before pay before you play. Um, that's the only way that they kind of have marketed marketed towards, and uh, they know that. And uh, I did the same thing for. Uh, what's the game that came out? Uh, Batman, Batman 66, and I emailed you guys about it. Um, 
and they didn't show anything. They didn't even show a picture of the pin, and it sold out. And uh, that was expensive. I mean, that was fourteen and a half thousand Australian dollars, including tax. And um, yeah, I'm the only person. I think there was fourteen that came down to Australia, and I'm the only person who cancelled my order after I saw the gameplay. I just was like, no, this is not for me. And uh, all the other people uh, hung on to it. So I'm fully prepared to cancel my Star Wars order. It's literally just I have to put money down. And they make you pay half, right? So I've got 6250 bucks down um, on the credit cards just to reserve a position. So, wow, yeah, it, it sucks, man. But what do you do, you know? You come to America and spend a, <laughs> spend a couple of weeks. It's with that same <laughs> distributor, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, there is actually like a, a local distributor. As I said, he's he's like a sub distributor. Sub distributor. But but ev- but everyone in in Melbourne, well, not everyone. Most of the people get it off AMD because they're the master distributor. They're the ones that get all the parts. They're so easy to deal with. Um, so yeah, and the guy's name is actually Bruce. So we, everyone calls him Brucey baby, um, just like you, Bruce. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So, so Ryan will be awaiting the dead flip stream to see whether or not he's going to cancel. I've just, I've just stopped looking. I've just, uh, I've, I've stopped looking at the pin side thread. I've stopped looking at the A and D thread. I keep on getting notifications that Stern is going online and showing, um, you know, and everyone's like, oh, hey, you know, did you see the the, the footage at the factory? They they showed a little snippet of the alley, and I was like. No, I haven't seen anything because it's t- it's like t- three o'clock in the morning, and then you wake up and they've removed the uh, they've removed the video. So it, it it's almost like they want me to cancel the order. It's just it's I know you guys think I'm whinging, but y- yeah, it. What other industry does this? You reveal a you reveal a product and then you like kind of withhold the information because you, you sell out. You don't you don't need to. It's uh, I don't know. So, someday I hope uh, this is not like an evil thing, but. I, I, I hope it catches up to them in a way that they have a decent competitor that can um, release pinball machines in a timely manner. I mean, I guess JJP is the closest, but releasing one pinball machine a year, if they get to that, isn't going to put a dent in uh, in the bottom line for Stern, I think. Hell, Spooky releases more a year. I mean, at least different models. Yeah. I mean, they do. <laughs> You want Rob Zombie version two? Yeah, just, yeah, I, <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, Rob, Rob Zombie, Jetsons, and what was the other one? Don't, like Domino's. Domino's. So, I mean, that's at least three different models. I had a I had an America's Most Haunted here, and um, I'm so sorry. I, <laughs> I, I I liked it, but you know, there was something about it that I couldn't put. Do you know what it, you guys it's experience clunky. the same thing sometimes? It's clunky. It's very clunky. I didn't think the quality was that nice. The shots were okay. I actually didn't mind the shots, but that ramp shot, one yeah. out of a hundred maybe made it. Yeah, yeah. You can you can tweak it a little bit. You can put a little bit of felt um, right at the end of that um, that orbit that'll kind of stop it from hitting the edge of the the bridge that that jumps up. I mean, you can tweak any game to to kind of. We can try, okay, okay. You can probably you can try and polish the turd if you uh, so to speak. <laughs> but uh, how much can you polish it? But no, I got out of that all right. Didn't didn't lose too much um, too much money. But um, after that, I kind of took a step back and I said, uh, yeah, as much as I can. You really need to play a game before you before you buy it. Um, yes. If if you have the opportunity, you know. As I said, Stern isn't making it easy with uh, with their whole limited edition offering. Does Stern have any like? trade show or is there any like 
thing you can go to in Australia to play any of these things other than that distributor's showroom. Uh, whatever, I would assume they have some of those games there. Yeah, that's the thing. There really isn't um, a show. I mean, okay, there's uh, there was one about three years ago, just when I was getting into pinball, someone decided to do a really big collector here, decided to do a, a show in Sydney. Um, and uh, it was huge. And people came from all around Australia. And it wasn't like, uh, I think you guys, uh, people bring their machines, all the local collectors kind of, uh, you know, get together and they, you know, they, they bring a couple of machines down for everyone to play and they get free entry. This was literally three collectors um, had a combined total of, of like 250 machines or something. I'm probably just guessing the, the number, but it was huge. All, all the big vendors came down and it was a big thing, but, you know, he nearly killed himself doing it. It was such a hard thing for him to organize that he hasn't done it again. So there's something called Pinfest, which is is quite small. It's like there's about 70 machines, but um, I've never been to that because I've, I'd rather save my come, uh, my money and come down to um to Expo because Bruce, even though we're uh we would you say seventeen thousand kilometers or ten thousand miles or whatever ten thousand miles yes so ten thousand miles we've we've actually rubbed shoulders together and, and we didn't even know I was at I was at Expo last year I, uh, I was not the, I was not ah, Expo you went, last year. ah Ron, okay. Ron was Ron Ron's Ron been there yes okay yeah so I was uh, I I just started listening to your podcast then so. Uh, if it was, uh, if I started from the start, it was uh, I probably would have uh, tried to hunt Ron down, and um, but yeah, it was uh, that was good. That was fun. I wish I wish we could do that in Australia because um, yeah, you guys get to kind of play the the new offerings, and um, you know, as I said, if you if you if we want to play it, we have to buy it. And maybe maybe that's why there's more pinballs being sold per capita here is that we don't get to play them before we buy them so we, we're just buying them all blindly yeah if if you want an expo like show if that's kind of what you're looking for i would suggest try giving texas a try yeah i'm skipping uh, expo this year and uh i've already i've, I've met a, a guy over there and i'm not sure if you know him but he seems to when when i was with him and i was walking through expo uh, we, we couldn't walk about five steps without someone saying hi do you guys know a guy called charles thomas does that ring a bell? No? Okay. He lives in New York. Um, he's about 10 minutes from Sunshine Laundry Man, I think. So uh, he doesn't have too many pins. But um, he's not really a competition guy. He's more of a collector. And, um, yeah, he's he's already booked a room in TPF, and he's, he's saved a, a bed for me. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> so, um yeah, I'm, I've I've pretty much confirmed myself for Texas next year, so uh, we can get together. Good. We can I can I can annoy the shit out of you guys and um, play <laughs> some be pinball. Because cool. Texas is is kind of I'd say taken over for Expo in a lot of ways. There was a lot oh, of yeah. debuts there. It's much bigger because it is Texas. You know, everything's bigger in Texas. More games. They have a lot of the same industry people show up there now. Yeah. I haven't been to Texas in years. Actually. Last time I think it was 2007 or eight. So it's been 10 years. Is, it, is it true that everyone like walks around with coffee cups with alcohol in them? Is that right? Oh, uh, in Allentown, definitely. Ah, oh, Allentown. I Allentown. remember. Okay. Allentown, what they do is they, uh, mugs, coffee, you know, uh, coffee containers, like, you know, the everything, just drinking. Yeah, because I th- I think I saw a sign by that. I think it was like, is it Ed Ed Vanderveen or something that runs TPF? Yep. yep. Yeah, I think I saw a sign. Someone took a picture of a sign saying, uh, "No alcohol in the in the vendor area, no alcohol here, no alcohol there, um, but you are allowed coffee." And then right under that it says, "We provide f- 
free coffee cups, like empty coffee cups. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was literally like a, yeah. And you go to restaurants and they'll just say like, um, concealed weapons not allowed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it's Texas. So I guess an unconcealed weapon would be allowed. Holy shit. I went, when I was at Expo, um, everyone was like, hey, let's go to Twin Peaks. And oh, I God. just, I, it, 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 it didn't click what Twin Peaks was. You know, I was just like, oh, Twin Peaks, it's about mountains or something. And then I walk in there and I was like, oh, okay, Twin Peaks, I get it now. Yeah, well, yeah. there's, in Texas, there's a place called Wild Pitch. Think yeah. of, think of, it's, it's, like, Twin Peaks is basically, it's a Hooters clone. That's all it yeah. is. Wild Pitch is the space in between a strip club and Hooters. How is that shit legal in, in the U.S.? I, don't, yeah, I, I mean, you walk it, in it, and, and literally they are in their underwear. That is, oh, wow. that, that is, that is it. So who works there? Are they girls that have like an, just like that last inch of self-esteem left? And they're like, no, I'm not a stripper. I'm just, you know, I'm just a waitress. Uh, How does that work? <laughs> <laughs> I, maybe, it, that, maybe that can be your next interview. It, it's funny when you see some, some people from the show coming in and like, you know, like what one has their kid with them? Like, oh, this is going to be an interesting conversation <laughs> with the uh, kid. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if that if that happened in in Australia, that that would it would be open for a week before some some women's lobbyist group would uh, would close it down. So, how are you? First, I have to criticize you, sir. Ready yeah. for it? What for the it. fuck are you buying twenty bags of LEDs for? <laughs> What the fuck? Haven't you learned anything from this podcast? I just fucking love LEDs, Bruce. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm actually selling LEDs as well. So um, for, the, for the first two years, I kind of refused to – I mean, I saw these kind of like little market opportunities in, in, in pinball because, you know, when people spend $12,000 on a pinball machine, like they're, they're happy to spend an extra 100 bucks here and there. And um, yeah, the LED offerings in Australia aren't as good as, as the US, and uh, a lot of people buy them from Cointaker and Comet. Uh, I love Comet LEDs, and um, you know they, they they either they either get like uh, shitty clones of like the Comet ones with like uh, cheaper LEDs inside, or there's what like there's a, the biggest store here like the mostly sell like the ten millimeter, um, and they're called ten millimeter uh, LEDs instead of the SMD ones. So I, with my normal business, I deal with China a lot. So I, I found the supplier after going through about 10 of them that were, were crap. And um, basically, on, I, I just do like custom ordering. So um, I say, Here's, you got one week. Here are the like 80 different types of LEDs you can order. Um, there's a minimum order quantity of like 25 or 50 each. And I just get everyone just kind of like saying, I want this many of this, this many of that. And um, I order directly and i get them in i ship them out so i hold no stock so it, I, i'm literally just doing it to help the community out I'm, I'm hardly i'm making like five cents off each led it's not like it's not anything that's, that's going to pay my my kids through school but maybe it'll, it'll evolve into something else but um i actually do like leds and i was going to ask you guys i mean i understand the whole putting crazy colors in a pinball machine especially in, in an old one and I agree that uh, like using harsh, cool white on a, an older machine sucks. It, it makes the machine look shit, uh, and it makes it look dirtier as well because there's the, there's the certain things you see when you you brighten up the machine that you don't see normally. But what is the knock on say like a really nice warm white LED that will do produce the same light as an incandescent bulb, but just more of it? 
besides the fading technique, because I know certain games have certain fading in and out that looks really nice that you can't get without the LED OCD board. So explain yourself, Bruce and Ron. Oh, it's really easy for me. It's the appeal of the eye, the eye appeal. It When I look at an older game, say a Bally or a Stern with incandescent bulbs, and I look right next to it and they kind of have an LED bulb, what I know and I remember as when I was growing up is an incandescent bulb. The incandescent bulb looks natural. It's not natural. Even cool white is not natural light. I'm sorry. It's not DBI. Any 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 LED. When I look at okay. LEDs and I look at incandescents, I say, I don't care if the play field's half worn on it. I'm still going, okay. wow, that looks better. That looks a lot better. I like the look of that. I think it's, I, I think it's you must be that I reckon you're probably obsessed with the symmetrical nature of the glass around it because there's certain flashes which I won't change, like my one in Tron and in ACDC, the two ones under the under the ramps. I refuse to change them because I, I like the way that that circular dome looks. It's pleasing to the eye. And maybe because you've been to pinball for so long, that's what you're attracted to. You're attracted to that kind of that glass, that glass dome. I don't know. I, I, I like the look of it. Ron, maybe you have a different opi- uh, opinion. Slightly but... different opinion. I don't mind them in new games because that's what they're designed with. No, exactly. And, and, they, and they work fine. And you know, I don't totally hate them in old games. Here's the issue. The issue with me was always the same thing. Number, number one, the ridiculous colors and, and it just looking like shit. Number two, the the fact they would, especially in the early days of LEDs, you would go to a show, especially, let's say, uh, some of the earlier Texas shows, because mostly it's collectors bringing their high-end shit to the show. And they'd bring, like, a Terminator 2 there. And Bruce will probably remember this one. Oh, I remember it very, very vividly. And it might have even been in Texas, I think. It We'd was. bring a Terminator 2, and they got all the LEDs in it. And you start playing it, and you are blinded. You start payback time... And we completely <laughs> we lost we track away. of the ball. We, we, we literally walked away because we couldn't see the ball, and I thought I was going to have a seizure. <laughs> it's like put, it's like putting makeup on a hooker. They really <laughs> overdo it. What? They really wow. no. All these there's your title. Are, there's your title. Makeup on a hooker. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's oh, like wow. you know they're putting all the makeup on, heavy makeup, and everything like that. It's like they're covering up what is good about the machine the plastics <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you saying bruce that you love the natural look of hookers <laughs> and you need a natural look of a pinball machine they're, they're like you know it's like you know you know it's terrible how do you how do you guys play do you guys play with the lights on in your room or do you guys play with with just the lights off and just the pinball machines providing uh, the illumination for the room i play in low light but i'm old low light. So I can't play in total darkness, or I will lose the ball anyway. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you if you get like uh, if you get, I'm gonna send you guys down some some LEDs. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna post them to uh, ten thousand miles to to upstate New York. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some. It's probably something that you can just get off comment anyway. But this this will be for free. Um, I'm gonna send you some dual SMD warm white LEDs, and it it produces the same color as incandescents, but brighter so it looks like my lord of the rings looks like it's kind of like glowing gold not in a bad way uh well it might be for you guys but i'll give you some try it out in the sling area of one of your older machines and you won't need to use your lights anymore because you can keep track of the ball it's just a a brighter incandescent feel to it so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna convert you guys well bruce at least 
No, but, yeah, you won't well, hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that takes the bulbs out of the game. Unlike Bruce, I actually have at least one game I've experimented on with the LEDs with, with warm white. That's actually all I use. Is, yeah. is the warm white. I, I get the ones, like the cheap ones from Pinball Life. They actually work good with the OCD board. And I tried yeah. an experiment with my Demo Man. Because the Demo Man with the incandescence on it, it's pretty dark. Especially in the back of the play field. It's, it's tough to see stuff. Like where they could have used lit light, they have flashers instead. So it's not on all the time. So it's hard to see stuff back there. Some games are just like the Williams games. You wonder how the how the hell do they just like 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 uh, no good gophers. I was helping my friend LED there the other day, and uh, even after we put like the brightest cool white LEDs in there, it's like why is there only one bulb in the uh, in the slingshot? And those how do you guys fix this? You guys probably know like like fishtails and no good gophers. They have that um, in the the rails that go to the um, like the inlanes that go to the flipper. They have that metallic bit with like a cutout, like a it, it, like has a cutout for the LEDs, and it looks so like a dot. It, yeah, it's yeah. so it looks so it shit. Looks How like do you shit. get rid of that? Yes, it does. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> can you can you get plastic replacements for that? Uh, I've never seen it. I've never seen them. Oh, hey, hey, someone's listening. New market opportunity. There you yep. go. Here's your, here's your opportunity. <laughs> I know exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, so it'll look like a dot, and if you put a LED in there, it'll look even more like a dot. It'll, it'll yeah. look like Metallica with the ball arch lighting, where they put LEDs under there, and you just see these two like spots where yeah. they have the light. Yeah, I, I put I put LEDs in the demo, man. I, I didn't do it for the feature lights. I just did it for the, the GI with the OCD board in there, and it looks fine. I have no issues cool. with it. Trader, trader, trader. <laughs> I did it in my stars back glass. I just put a sum in there. Cause the, the back now, back glasses, I will say, are a little different. Yeah, and, and that back glass is shot anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Certain black glasses, yes, they do need it. But anywhere, even in a GI, GI, nope, nope. If you look at my games, most of them, if they're not factory, I, I think downstairs I have 500 bulbs of 40, uh, 47s and 500 555s, always. So, Bruce, did, did, did you take all the uh, LEDs out of your Star Trek and your ACDC and replace no, them no, all? No, they came, they, came, they came factory. Oh, I okay. said whatever come factory. All right. But wow. Has, it, has anyone actually ever done that? Has anyone taken the bulbs out of a brand new stern and put incandescence in there? It would look quite weird, wouldn't it? They would probably look like shit. They probably look like shit. Because really now they're, they're programmed for LEDs. So it's like the yeah. opposite. So you'd have major issues. Well, plus, I don't know how you would do that now because now they're all the stupid light boards. You know, the GI you could do. Some of the pros, I think Star Trek Pro doesn't yeah. have, I'm not sure. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so Ron, you, you are an LED on the fence guy then, you're sounding like. Uh, I, I prefer the incandescence on most of the older games, but I'm not going to. I played at Texas again. I played Classic Sterns where uh, guys put like LED spotlights in that made the play, lit up the playfield a lot better than it would have been lit up. I'm not totally anti-LED. It, it, there was, a, I think it was a Stargazer. Looked pretty good. They put like little spotlights. Sounds like uh, Bruce, Bruce deals in, uh, in, in absolutes, right? Uh, definitely oh, yes, doesn't he like, does. Uh, yes, he does. Definitely doesn't like LEDs, and he definitely doesn't like Lonnie D. Rupp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. Too given. Too straightforward. Guess I what, Bruce? Be the, I, guess, guess what, what? Bruce? 
I also don't like Lonnie D. Ruff. <laughs> so see, you're halfway there. <laughs> not as a, not as a not as a human being as a no, as, as a, a, as a software engineer. <laughs> yeah, programmer, he's terrible. Just in case he's listening. Just in case he's listening. <laughs> hey, you never know. We might hear from him soon. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. Our guest this week, Lonnie Ruff. Yes, Lonnie and, Ruff. And the entire show is just, how did you program? Why did you do this? Why did you do the that? Minus. Oh man, I bought I bought Kiss Pinball Machine like six months after it came out, thinking I was the smartest guy ever. I was like, holy shit, like this guy is dumping his pinball machine because the code's pretty average, and uh, I'm buying it at the right time. Um, and uh, I just waited and waited and waited, and uh, god damn it, I think Stern Stern has to like triple their software department because the amount of games they've got coming out and the amount of games that are kind of like you know still brewing now code wise. They're gonna fall. They're gonna fall further behind, I reckon, than they, they ever have. Because I caught wind of some of the new titles, and, and there's there's so many of them. I'm not sure how how far they're they're spread across, but um, I don't know how they could how could they, they could keep up. Is you know what time it is? What time is it? It's time for the game you like, game you hate. Good. I cannot wait to hear what the Australia now what now. Do you, do you have any first before we go into that? Do you have any collectors down there to have actually some of the older collectible games like uh, The Empire Strikes Back or Shark? I've uh, I've got a friend who lives about three hours away who has an Empire Strikes Back, but I've never been to his house. He's, he's he was he pre-ordered an Alien Pinball Machine and he said, "Hey, when, hey guys, when I get it, I'll that's when I'll have my like inaugural you know meet." And uh, that never happens. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it ever will. Damn you, Andrew Highway, you lying bastards. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, it's, uh, I'm not sure if it's just my friend circle, but it's most of the people I know, like, and these are, these are kind of like non-tournament non, uh, guys and more kind of collector guys. Um, None of them have like many solid states, and if they do have solid states, they're uh, you know Funhouse and uh, you know High Speed and and kind of the you know some System Eleven games. But um, I don't know, you know, space is a you know space is a premium here. So sometimes they they have a certain amount of games in their house, and they have a, a garage garage out back where um, they they dump some of their older ones. But yeah, they, you definitely don't see them. You know, the EMs and the solid states on site they don't exist here. Um, so when you guys are talking about, you know, all the, all the cool games that you're playing before the 1990s, I feel, I feel a little bit left out. <laughs> so, um, I'll be give, I'll be giving you a game I hate that's, uh, from the nineties onwards. Okay. Let's go for it. Would you like Me to go first, first or would you like us yeah. to go first? You guys can go. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. So, okay. Game I love is uh, is my Tron. Holy shit! I bought this machine without ever playing it, and I bought it because it was an alley, and and everyone was telling me this is a good price. You have to go and you have to buy it. And uh, I hated the game for a year, and I I, I put it up for sale once, and then I withdrew it. I changed my mind, and uh, I was I thought this and Iron Man are easily the two most overrated games ever. Like people are obsessed with them, and I, I don't get it. And um, I finally, I put a shaker on it. I put some alternative sound firmware on it. I put like a big fat external sub, and um, I'm obsessed with it. I've, I've got that big collect, you know, decent sized collection, and I can just play Tron and Star Trek all day long. And I only need two machines, and it's mostly Tron because I'm only ever 
10 minutes away from getting into portal and uh, i've set my machine up pretty hard a really steep slope outlanes are pretty maxed out um i always clean it so it's just lightning fast and uh, i've only been to portal once and and that's not because i mean a, a bit of that is that i'm not like the world's best pinball player but um i'm obsessed with the aesthetics and the sound of that pinball machine sound is a is a big factor like you might have noticed with all of my emails about call outs and how disappointed i am with certain call outs and how much i love others the sound effects like when you get like a super spinner or um super pops and you have the switch frenzy going on zeus and the gi pulses i'm just like uh, nothing else exists in the world when i'm playing that game i'm i'm, I'm in the zone it, it draws me in like like nothing else so um, and that was a Lonnie D. Rob game, but but uh, I think Lyman 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 fixed Lyman it up. Polished, Lyman polished it at the end. That's it's a good combo. Lime, uh, Lonnie D. Rob plus someone else is almost I think a better situation than maybe. Well, I don't want to say it, you know, because like Dwight, because he's made some good games, but like someone on their own, I think it, it sometimes it works better when you you get Lonnie to start a game, so it's kind of like nice and simple, and then you get someone else to put a twist on it that gives it that extra kind of, you know, that, that last 10%. Um, whereas if you have someone, I don't know, you guys probably don't agree with me, but um, yeah, I love Tron. Uh, game I hate, right? There's a lot of games, there's a, a lot, a lot of games that are, are worse than this game, but um, it's the one that I can talk about the most and you guys have talked about it a lot. It's it's Ghostbusters. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the biggest turd uh that is unpolished but i think you can it can be polished but it won't be i think it can be saved but i as i said i think they they they're stretched too much as it is and uh all the stuff that you guys have said has already been discussed the um the software flaws the 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 you know the purgatory of of not getting a skill shot um the fact that you have to kind of like like spend money to stop the ball from jumping over the the lanes i won't talk about that this is the other stuff that i hate that you guys haven't discussed i i don't like how dwight has bastardized the words super jackpot right super jackpot's meant to be something special and you start off the game and you can hit a shot and and it's one million points and and one million points in in certain games might be something but in ghostbusters it's nothing um and uh a triple super jackpots you know he screams it out and you can feel like he's you can i can i can visualize ernie hudson's like veins just like popping on the side of his uh his neck because he's just screaming it with such like you know such vigor and then you, it's just three million points and with a game that you can you can blow up and have like a one billion point skill shot three million points is nothing so i don't like it they've they've changed the 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 meaning of super jackpot for that game um i think that's kind of like a sacred thing that should be reserved for something more meaningful i i also don't like video modes in newer games the game of thrones one was just like just laughable and they they kept it in there and um did you guys see what was on the Star Wars playfield? There's a there's yes. an insert there's an insert that says video mode. It's there. It's 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 inserted into the pinball machine, and they've they've stamped it and they've clear coded it. So they they that's de- it's definitely going to be there. It's Dwight Sullivan, <laughs> yep. man. Dwight likes Dwight his Sullivan. video modes. Period. He's try he's he's tr- he's trying to bring back the '90s. You can tell, right, with the the score reel from Who Done It from the from the Pops. Which is kind of cool. I mean, I'd probably rather that than the pops doing nothing and just you know hitting super pops at, at one stage. So I do enjoy that, but I don't know. I think the the video modes could. It's it's a nineties thing. I think I think it should stay in the nineties. And the other thing I don't like is the light show. Um, I you know I'm picking at straws here, but the LEDs they use are 
fucking blinding. They're so bright. Um, there's there's the, the two clear inserts next to the Magnus slings, and they use dual – I took them out to have a look. They use dual SMD LEDs under there with a clear cap. Like, you can't get brighter than that. Like, a clear cap doesn't disperse light. It literally just goes straight up, and they're using dual SMD LEDs. It's so bright. And uh, it's just – I like bright games. I mean, I love Star Trek, and I love the light show in it, but for some reason in Ghostbusters, it almost, like, gives you a headache. It's And this is the other thing. When you get a extra ball, right, if you get an extra ball and you have one ball in play in that, in that left uh, scoop or a little mini scoop, whatever it is um, – I don't mind the long animation that you can't skip. I mean, that you know, that's the fanfare of it. But it has the exact same animation and light show when you're in multi-ball, right? So you're trying to track the ball in multi-ball, right? You got like three or four balls in play, and the ball just like randomly goes into the extra ball uh, hole. And um, I don't know. I, I feel like that that light show should be shortened down to like one second or or you know. A lot of games do that, right? Like a lot of games have like a different animation or a different fanfare for getting extra ball or replay if you're in the middle of like a mode or multi-ball because it's like, hey, you're doing something important. I'm not going to like, you know, annoy the shit out of you. But in Ghostbusters, it just goes fucking mental. And I, I'm just like, I don't need to, I don't care about the extra ball. I, I need to, you know, I need to concentrate on my balls. So, uh Yeah. Fuck Ghostbusters, I fucking hate it. I hate it so much right now. It, it, it was a dream thing for me, right? Like, there's certain games that you just say, like, you, like, you know, Ryan talking about Beavis and Buttheads, right? Dream themes fucking suck because it can do nothing but disappoint you. It, you know, you have a certain, like, you know, dream and vision in your head about what your dream theme will encompass. And Ghostbusters, it hit, like, you know, 70% of that. But the other 30% is just absolute trash. I fucking hate it. I, I don't want to ever play it again. I saw it the other day. I, I didn't even want to look at it. Wow. There we go. Wow. I have to say, along the lines of your extra ball thing, uh, the the one thing I wish they would change is the fact that when you're in a mode, if you start multi-ball, it keeps playing the mode music it's instead so of the multi-ball music. It should play. It's got to be a bug, right? Is that a bug? It's or done that, that in like... every version I've seen. It should play uh... the multi-ball music. The multi-ball music, which is cool as hell. I love the multi-ball music. I, I think it should trump the mode music or whatever you're in, but it doesn't for whatever reason. Yeah, it has has some really good sound. I'll admit that. I mean, like when you get uh, goes of the Gozerian, like it's I don't know. As I said, seventy percent of the pin is amazing. The other thirty percent like destroys the seventy percent of the pin. That's amazing. Um, as I said, I, it can be saved. There's certain things that they can they can do, but um, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't leave it in my house. It was just burning a you know. I just wanted to sell it and get out of there. And and um, yeah, I didn't enjoy playing it. All right. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <sighs> People just listen to me. As I said, I mean, I, I, I just want to say, like, as I said, it's it's better than a lot of other games there, including, like, some recent Stearns as well. Um, but it's it's my expectation of it was a lot higher. And not because Pinside said it's the best game ever. Um, I, you know, as I said, I didn't actually uh, pre-order it. I was a bit worried about, you know, the Magnus, like, you know, Magnus things was a new thing. So... I held off and I said, I want to play it first. And, and it sold out easily in Australia. So um, I told you guys a story. I, I, I begged someone to, to lend it, do a little, a little swap. And um, yeah, I do a lot of uh, pinball swapping. So um, buying and selling pinball, well, buying pinball is easy. Selling a pinball sucks. As you, as you probably know, with Ghostbusters, you have to get people wasting your time. We call them tire kickers here. I don't know if you, uh, if you call them that. That's what there. we call them. Yeah. Tire kickers. So um, plus, 
with, with Ghostbusters, you have the whole deal like, uh, is it one of the non-ghosting ones? I only want a yeah. non-ghosting one. Is it, one of, is it one of the ones the cabin is falling apart? I want to make sure I don't get one of those. Yeah, it's a new thing every time, right? It's, it's, let's see what it is with Star Wars, you know. Um, there'll, there'll, be, there'll be some issue. Does it have giant dimples on the magnet? Well, there's no magnet in there, is there? Um, so, as I said, it's, it's not that bad. It's just my expectations, uh, yeah, kind of ruined the game for me. Oh, yeah. All right, Bruce, how about you? Game I like. We're doing all Williams today. So, I'm going to give you a bad one that I don't like. Williams, Pinbot. Pinbot, Stranded. Original, great game. Excellent game. Basic, easy, to the point. Good shots. Good flow. Fun game. Game I hate. Jackbot. Oh. <laughs> Can't agree with you there, Bruce. But I, I played Kevin's last night. Because I went over and helped him work on uh, the Viking, and I'm playing it, and I go, "Hey, Kevin, you know, I know you sold this. Uh, what'd you think?" He goes, "He goes, yeah. After three or four weeks, it got old. Mine lasted two weeks. Yeah, it just doesn't hold you. How, how does it not hold you? I, I just it's a casino run. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. It's the, only, it's the only thing that's good about it. Jackpot just." doesn't hold it for me it just really ah, it just kills me and i would disable the uh, the the side button where everyone's getting their cheat in and that kind of stuff the only thing that's good about jackpot is casino casino run and that's it that's it that's the only thing even though the shots are the same i like the simplicity of pinbot all right and don't even get me going on the bride of pinbot that's just the worst one uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how about bride of, how, how about bride of pinbot 3.0. Oh, are you, God. Uh, are, you, are you a pre-order customer for that, Bruce? <laughs> oh, yes. I love Dutch. Dutch is my favorite company of all time. Not. How many, how many shit companies there are? There's like four shit shows in pinball that are still going. You got Kevin Kulik. Yeah, got, well, that's, that's that's done. That's dead. Oh, gosh. There's four of them. It's just like to be a new person in pinball. Can you imagine stumbling across like, oh, yeah, there's like four companies that have like gone bankrupt and like holding like millions of dollars of customers. It's and, so there's shit. Couple, and there's going to be a couple more soon, too. There will be. You reckon? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think uh, Lexi Lightspeed is going to sell anything. They still, they still haven't shipped anything, have they? Nope, they haven't. And it's, I think it's just going to be another gimmick. I hate to say it. Not being mean, but every time I see him on location, it looks like the same old stuff. And when he wants 10K for it, nope. Well, 10K I, a couple of years ago was pretty crazy, but... Uh... With the prices creeping up, you know, it's not it's not crazy. But, uh, yeah, who buys it? Like, 30 people, and then that's it. You know, who's going to develop a game for, for 30 people? Got it. Mm. So, Ron, game you like, game you hate. All right. Game I... Let's see, which one to do? I'll do game I hate first. Ghostbusters! <laughs> no. <laughs> you can say it. it. Ghostbusters no, no, every I, week. I, w- I would have said this our last episode, but we actually didn't do our list. Because I was, we're trying. I'm going to try to save that. I'm actually going to try this game you like, game you hate for visitors, so we can actually have something to talk about. That's a good idea. Yeah. That way, I won't exhaust every freaking game because I haven't even played the amount of games that I'm. I'm whatever. Okay, game I hate. Rob Zombie. <laughs> I've nothing, nothing against Spooky because out of all the <laughs> manufacturers, they actually make games and, yes. and actually make the games they say they're going to make and make the number of games they say they're going to make. So they're ahead of the game there, but. The game itself, I just thought it sucked. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I am, you know, I, I, I like that they tried different stuff on the play field, 
but I, I debate putting like slingshots everywhere and just having the ball fly all over the place. And then having it's like, the chicken, isn't it? It's the chicken. Uh, oh, yeah, fried has, chicken. It's has, a fucking fried chicken bucket. See, see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but keeping with the same horror-like theme, game I like. Stern Dracula. There you go. Now, actually, let's let's go. For, I'm gonna I'm gonna. I know Ryan C is going Stern Dracula. Fuck you. you <laughs> the problem is the U shape on the top. It's so hard to get. Just like Ollie. But we know you uh, hate. Sh- we know you hate Ali. But I, I like Dracula. I, I don't mind Dracula. I don't mind it. I just don't like that U shape. It's so far away. And most flippers for Stern, older people, uh, you know, most Stern Draculas are not up to snuff. So it's hard to get up to that loop. It's the only thing I don't like about the game. Other than that, I like the game. The artwork. The artwork. Eh. The artwork's the artwork okay. On the back glass. The back, the back glass. glass eh. is back. Yeah, I've never seen a good back glass for yeah, Dracula. Neither I'm looking at the pinball now. It looks like a looks like a monkey or an ape in the middle. Is that the right? <laughs> is that the right game? I think Chimes. I might be looking at the wrong game. <laughs> is that chime game, Ron, or is that a sound? No, word? that is the horrifically bad, um, terrible sound. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it has a m- monkey because it it the, the artwork on the playfield is actually excellent, and the plastics are good too. It's got skeletons and scary stuff and fire. It has cool pop bumpers with skulls. The skulls on them. The skulls are cool on the pop bumpers. That they were used in Sea Witch for some reason. Yes, they did. So, do you guys? This is a question. Do you guys play the, the older games? Because don't take this to answer anything. Like, are you just so like you've played everything from the nineties onwards? You've played like all the new games. Like, are you searching for something like else with the older games? Like, or is it just because you're tournament players and the rules are, are balanced in some of the games? Like, what's what's the appeal of the older games? Because I'm yet to see the magic and see the light about how I can you know, not be bored to death playing uh, a super old game. I know a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, nope. listening to the podcast saying this guy's crazy, he's nothing about pinball, but um, as a Ron, new... Uh, yeah. Ron, would you like to go or you want me to go first? Difficulty. Thank you. You can, you can, you can set up a game so hard. The thing to remember, most of these games were made during a time where they made a lot of pinball machines. There wasn't like when they make a game now, it has to have some kind of like we need something that any anyone can get to, you know, immediately. We need we need some kind of hook, a bash toy, whatever. So some some kind of thing like that. The older games are like this game is designed to fuck you, basically. <laughs> this this game is designed to piss you off, to be brutally hard, and you're just going to deal with it, and you're going to play the shit out of this thing until you you know are satisfied. Is that the feeling you kind of get with uh, the total nuclear annihilation? Is that like, uh, like, is that, is that it, has, like... it has an old, that has more like a mid '80s kind of goofy feel, which was kind of mm-hmm. cool. I'm thinking more like, you know, Paragon. You're on the edge of your mm-hmm. seat because you are always just one hit away from draining at all times, and the yep, slightest yeah. mistake will lead to death, and even a good shot may lead to death. If you look at, if you look at. Papa last uh, not last year but the year before with Josh playing that Paragon with a Pinberg oh it was Pinberg wasn't it it, it was, was Pinberg yeah when you watch that video and you watch him reacting to playing Paragon it is so real it's it's that intensity the game like what I don't like about the newer games and I I, I own them I I play them a lot I don't it's to get something really good on that game you got to play it for thirty minutes. 
the wizard mode. You know, you got to get to that. You don't feel like you're getting until you're getting a, a mini wizard mode or full wizard mode. You feel like, oh, I didn't get the full value of my game. On a stars, Paragon, guess what? There's I'm there playing the <laughs> there's Well, no, you're, it's like you're already on the edge of your seat just after okay. plunging the ball. You're sitting okay. there going, okay, which way is this ball going to go? Is it going to go out the side rail really fast on me? It's just the hardness and the challenge. And the good thing about the EMs, I know, well, solid states, is that you can rake them so hard and you make good flippers on them still. You still hit everything good. On these plastic ramps or anything like that, sometimes, oh, the flip, flippers weren't good. The flippers were a little weak. I couldn't make the shot. Oh, you know, this. And they, you have to do so many hard things to make the game harder in tournament play or to make the game last longer. You know, think about it. If you go by Star Trek and, if, and the, re, the original rule set of Star Trek, the rules are just, uh, okay. And people were selling them off and trading them off. Now, with the better rule set from Dwight, it made more people keep them, and it became the game more enjoyable. But you still have to play 20 minutes into it, or 15 minutes to get Kobayashi Monroe. Another 20 minutes to get, you know, the next, you know, wizard mode. And then uh, the five-year mission. I saw, I saw Steve Bannon and Tim Sexton doing the uh, games done quick. They got there in uh, in six minutes. What's going on? Yeah, yeah I mean, but your timing, <laughs> you're, you're, just, you're just hitting a shot and timing it out. I know, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but the thing is, you know, with Paragon, and guess what? In Stars, me and Ron play 10 games in 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's wow. just that good challenge where, you know, you're going to, the game is, you're playing against somebody else. So you're saying, I got to beat this guy. But the game's also saying, fuck you. I'm going to beat you. Yeah. I, I will, I will say if, if I had to play these back in the day on location, I wouldn't have liked them. Yeah, true. I agree. But since it's, I it's a different animal and... when you have it in your basement. It's just like, oh, play another one, play another one, play another one. Yep. I agree. Don't you like though in the modern games that there's that kind of uh, like that that comparison of juxtaposition versus like you know normal play, and then you're in a special mode. Whereas you're kind of saying that you're in that special mode all the time, but then doesn't that don't don't you lose the the feeling that you get after a while if you're always kind of on the edge of your seat? Like it just you're seems normal. Not, not in the old valleys and paragons and stars. You're always you, you actually want to come back for more to bait that score. The games are too okay. short to to the for to dissipate. You're not Yeah. Think about it. As I said, you know, with any of these newer games, if you don't get, you know, if you don't get horde on Walking Dead, are you disappointed? Uh yeah, you know, yeah. You don't yeah, get the portal. Now you've yeah. wasted twenty minutes not getting there. <laughs> That's why Tron's so good, because I can get I can get to to save simulation in like five minutes. Exactly. Um, if you couldn't, or if you made it really hard, you'd be like, and then you play the game and you're like, oh, I almost made it. You got to play another 20 minute game. Uh, that's why my Lord of the Rings has been sitting there for six months being unplayed pretty much. Cause it's, just, <laughs> it's so long. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's the best part of the problem with these games. Yeah. But, but the good thing is also the rules are there to enjoy it. I have a Lord of the Rings downstairs. I play it once in a while. If I want a good long game, I'll play that. But anything else, if I want a short game or just go have some fun, yeah. any one of the solid states, I'll just go there and I'll go through the whole row in 15, 20 minutes yeah. and have a smile on my face. Okay. I really will. I'll be like, boy, I had more fun playing six or seven games in that 20 minutes than going and to And that's alone. That's, that's you playing alone by yourself, like yeah. not versing anyone. Okay. And my wife will only play me in the solid state games. <laughs> she knows, because she knows it will kick my ass. She won't have to wait 15 minutes 
between balls. Yeah. And playing, it's for her. Playing Wizard of Oz and well, any Keith Johnson game against my wife is just it's just a recipe for how to make my wife not enjoy pinball. I, I have to oh, oops, I accidentally drained. Um just to keep her interested. So Exactly. You do you would yeah. have to, honestly. But yeah, it's just that's to me. There's two sides. I, I love the newer games. Don't get me wrong. I love the deep rule sets. I love everything about them. But a solid state, set up right. When you can take down four drop targets in one sweep shot, nice. Or five if it's Cheetah. If it's five or it's Cheetah. But, you know, you just don't get that with these newer games. They make them like they're targets. I want to sweep that target and make some more points out of it. Or spinners, you know, with... Adding multipliers to your spinner. You know, today a spinner is just making sounds and and giving you points. But yeah. stars hitting each each target, stand up target, adds to that spinner value. So then, when that spinner is fully lit, it's a thousand points of spin. Yeah. And on that, okay. game, and you just more strategy, and you're you're working your way to make that game. And don't forget, the game's lasting you five minutes max. Yeah. Okay. So it's that always thinking ahead. And, and another th- interesting thing, it, games of the early solid state era were all very different between the playfields. There's not much difference between a lot of the playfields that Stern makes now. No. <laughs> Unless it's John Trudeau. John Trudeau yes. will make different stuff, but if it's Borg, it's going to look like Metallica, Walking Bash Dead, Boy. Kiss, the Kiss's clone, Aerosmith. I yep. mean, uh, Tron is Funhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, well, yeah, it is. And you have, you know, Steve Ritchie. I mean, World Poker Tour was the only game he's done in the last ten or fifteen years that's been any different. And it's the one that's like dr- dropped the most in value, right? Yeah, but but it's <laughs> the it, it's the one that's the sleeper hit for most of your you know tournament style it guys. Is. All love it. Yes, yeah. I loved it. When I I was sad when I sold mine. But like the early solid state era, all the playfields. I mean, they're they're like. Especially the old Sterns, they're almost all completely different. So this is the thing, like you guys talk so passionately about it, but like I went over to someone's house and he had a paragon and I was I was playing and and you know what I mean, like without someone explaining what you need to do, you know, or, or watching like a tutorial video online, when you just get up to the game, like I, I got no idea what I was doing. I was flapping around, yeah, the ball wasn't going down. Um I got I got a score and that was it, you know, like uh it's okay. not as Okay. Okay, Texas Texas, yeah. we okay. will we will bring you around. You will meet us. We will bring you around <laughs> to the old games. We will interview you the next week, and we will convert you. Okay, deal. That, that deal. is the deal. I will actually make sure we will convert him because you're going to save my money as well, right? Like I'll get I rid will of all save these you a ton, I will save you a ton of money. There's no Paragon Alley, is there? No. <laughs> no. There's no super LE that I have to. Uh, nope, not at make all. Make a video for the first LE you ever talk about is Black Knight. Oh, that's true. Right, Mister. Yeah, yeah, that's really? probably the right. And that one was lame. Yeah, it was lame. They put a sticker. They, actually... they put a sticker <laughs> in the center that said LE. <laughs> right. And, and um, I th- the the ball trough that... switches were um, leaf switches in the original. They switched into micro switches. Yes, but it, that's that's it. that's it. That's the only. If you look at it, same backlash, same same art, same play field, same everything. So yep. what's what's a better game? Black Knight or Black Knight Two Thousand? Black Knight. Black Knight for play. Black Knight for play. For, for sound, uh, sound just, um... and light show, Black Knight Two Thousand. Blows away. Okay. 
can't because I, I went over to a mate's house and he's got a black knight and he 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 had the ball up in the upper play field forever like it just didn't his he, he got his game a, set up he didn't have it set right yeah. didn't have yeah. it set up right okay need right <laughs> say that a lot I I've been I've been to shows where I've I've played it forever. It, yeah. it, it it needs it needs to be brutal. It's the only way to keep that thing, and and you need to set the multi ball hard. Yes. Okay. Where it's not just cool. lit at the start of the ball. I'll tell him. But we will convert you. I promise you. Okay. We end up playing, you're going to walk past all these new games. You're going to be like, hey, what can we? No, 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 no. Follow us. <laughs> Another advantage Follow is us. when you go to shows, all these new games you love will be completely mobbed, and those early solid states will be free. And you that's the only, that's the only reason why you guys are obsessed with them, right? You just don't like lines. That's pretty much it. Well, that, right? that, that's true. We don't that's like lines. That's a bonus. That is that a is bonus. A, that is a bonus. It is a big bonus. But you know, it's it's the it's just the way they. If you get a game that's set up right, I will flock to a Paragon before any. If the Star Wars brand new LE is there, and a Paragon's right next to it, I'll play the Paragon. Uh, I play the Star Wars. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. I as crazy. long as there's not 20 people in line, I, I, I want to play the way, new game. No, but, no, but it'd be a normal. It'd be a normal show. What would happen at a normal show? Uh, I'd go there early to try to get in line. I'd want to play at least once. Does Lonnie D. Rupp come to uh, come to these shows? He goes to Expo. He's been to Expo a couple times. He, well, he goes. He goes there to the banquet. So, uh, any other things for our uh, our? Our 50th episode special guest. Special guest. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Yes. No, no I'm asking Me, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying yes. Yes. Would you like to plug anything? Uh, not really. The, the, the business stuff I do is all just on, on forums. So uh, I don't really have a website set up or anything. And um, well, I guess Aussie Arcade, if there's any Australians listening that are somehow not part of the uh, Australian community, um, come join us on Aussie Arcade. That's the one big thing with pinball I've noticed just in my, my short time in the, in the hobby. There's, there's a big divide between like tournament players and, and collectors that don't like tournaments. And there's no, maybe for you guys, it's the, the expos that kind of bring everyone together where everyone's in the same place. But because Australia doesn't have them, um, there's the, the tournament scene. Um, and I know a bunch of those guys and then there's the collector scene and, and none of them, like if you invite a tournament guy to like a meet at someone's house, they'll say, well, is there an IPA tournament there? And you say, no, and like, okay, well, I don't want to waste my time coming. And if you tell a collector guy to come to a tournament, uh, they'll say, I don't want to sit like for half an hour waiting to play a game when I've just, I've got a hundred thousand dollars worth of games in my house. So, um, it'd be nice if there was something that could bring everyone together. For us, it actually is like Expo, not Expo, but Allentown. Allentown for us is everyone goes to it for a different reason. We we have a big flea market outside, so some people go surf the flea market or surf for used games. Some guys are just going there to play the new games. Some guys are just going there for LEDs. Some guys are going there for new parts. And, and some women actually go there too. Exactly. And that's what uh, our Allentown is for us and other shows like uh, Pinagogo for California. And a couple other shows really do a well job. And we're going to go to one in two weeks for the Pintastic. And that's starting to become that way for a family thing and where you can buy games and sell games. And some people are going there for tournaments. And some people are going there for just buy new parts. So it, it does vary a little bit. And everyone's probably hoping that they'll play Star Wars. 
maybe that'll be uh, my next big thing. I'll, uh, I'll I'll take some crazy pills and and uh, and try and organize the the, the next Australian Expo and and. Uh, yeah, no, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm horrible at organizing. I've done I've done the the pinball arcade shows also with the Rochester Game Room show, and uh, yeah, no, thank you. I've I did three, and that was hard enough. Yeah, sounds like these. It a lot of that. That's the thing I've noticed as well. A lot of people in pinball, it's a everything is a labor of love. Like if you think about kind of allocating your time towards how much money you're making, like. Uh, you know, like the tournament guys and like they have like the entry fees and stuff like that. They're making nothing like the amount of effort they have to put in. It's all for the love of pinball. And that's why I love this hobby so much is that people genuinely, you know, yes, there's people making money and, you know, now making like, I'm, I'm doing a run of, um, colored mirror blades. Um, so you guys have, I think PDI in the U S that, that sell them like the gold and black ones. Um, I found a company here that does just like insane colors, like vibrant kind of, this is probably like equivalent to the led thing that you guys hate, but, um, people like to dress their machine up and they want something unique and special. So um, I organized for like, a like, like a, an emerald city green and uh, blue and black and gold and, and magenta and all that kind of stuff and um i've i've organized like a factory to, to laser cut them um but yeah people uh, i've totally lost what the point of my, what i was saying but um yeah <laughs> uh, so there's people making money but everyone's doing it generally for the love of pinball and not to to get rich and retire early it's um People love the hobby so much, and uh, they're they're doing everything they can to to make it survive, even though it's so irrelevant. <laughs> like when I went to Expo, sorry, quick short story. When I went to Expo, it was so weird because you stay at the hotel and you're just in this world of pinball, and you, your mind starts to play tricks on you. You start to think that like pinball is is everywhere, and pinball is life, and there's a thousand people that like pinball in this small place. And then um, I went into Chicago City, you know, for half the day and you kind of look around and I was wearing this like the Stern T-shirt that I, the Zombie Eddie one that I got from that awesome party. And um, yeah, you look around and you're like, holy shit, like, like all these people like don't know what pinball is. And there was like a, there's an Uber driver and he was like, you know, what are you guys here for? And we we're like, yeah, that's my American accent, by the way. Um, <laughs> what are you guys here for? And I was like, uh, yeah, we're here for like a pinball experience. Like pinball, they still make that. What the hell? I'm like, yeah, like here in Chicago, this is like the birthplace, you know, this is where pin pinball comes from. And he's like, what? Yes. I used to work for Bally in the eighties. I used to make, he used to work for like, uh, there's some like board set that starts with like sun, sun something. Um, and he used to, he used to make them like, so he was involved in the pinball industry and he didn't know it still exists. He thought it totally died off and he lives in Chicago. So it just proves like, you know, we live in this kind of like bubble where we all think that pinball is awesome for everybody, but it's, it's just awesome for us and that's it. So I'm, I'm trying my hardest to, um, get other people involved and, and, uh, I, I succeeded and made someone buy two pinball machines that wasn't interested in pinball. So I'm, I'm doing my part to, uh, to grow the hobby as much as I can. Well, Ron, how much money are you making from how much money are we making from Stomp, Ron? We're making money from Stomp. <laughs> yeah, how much? You know, uh, ten thousand, fifteen thousand, right? <laughs> you know what? You know what, Bruce? You're what? so dedicated. You forgot how many Rochester game room shows you went to. Three. No, it was four. Four? It was four, Bruce. Two at the original location, one in the armory, and one in the mall. Oh, I forgot about the armory one. <laughs> Well, the armory one was a disaster. He's so dedicated, he can't remember the ones he went the to. The voltage was terrible there. Yeah, but roller games were good. Yeah, rock, because it was rock, dedicated. Rock it was, roller that was games. It was in the tournament area. 
Yeah, as far as I know, we're not making anything from Stomp. Nope. But we do it for... We do it for the love of it, man! It's been fun. Actually, it's a lot of fun. It's gonna be fun, man. <laughs> Maybe I should come to Stomp instead come of to TPF. Come to Stomp. Oh, that would be awesome. I, International would, flavor. <laughs> yes, you get to be George Takai. <laughs> He'll be there. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you for first contributing almost every week you have, Ryan. You really do contribute a lot to the show, and your comments have been really good. And I personally want to thank you for you know for emailing us and asking. And we like you so much. We wanted you to be on. So thank you from Bruce. I don't know about Ron. Ron hasn't said anything yet. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Ron, uh, for making you uh, do the Aussie accent all the time. Uh, d- d- ditto. <laughs> That's right. I don't mind it at all, you know. (laughs) And and we'll Uh, we'll, we'll convert Bruce to use some LEDs yet. And we will convert you to solid state in March. Deal. It's a deal. Okay, that is the good thing. So, Ryan, thank you for joining us. And uh, and then we'll go back to the second half of the show in a few seconds, which me and Ron got to record. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Cool. Thanks, Thanks again, Ryan. See you later. Okay. Okay. So again, that was Ryan C. from Australia. Good day. Good day, lads. Or good night. See you later. Luckily, luckily, uh, it's four days later. (laughs) No, you ruined everything. There goes my seamless editing. No, the problem is because I have to put in, I have to tell them what we got from Ryan C. We got something from Ryan C. We got something from Ryan C. What'd you get? We got us some gifts. He sent us some gifts, and I got it today. Actually, I got it yesterday, but I wasn't home. And it's going to mostly go all to you, actually, Ron. We got some LED soft white bulbs that he talked about in his in the interview. We got the stern splint for the targets. So to strengthen up their stern targets so they don't bend and tweak, I might take one or two of them. There's a lot of them in the package. And then the next two things are for our stomp. At our stomp, he sent us cookies. Ooh. Actually, Australian cookies. He said, Australian cookies. He said, if you want to make friends at stomp, put these cookies out. So I'm going to put it for one per person at stomp because we've got a lot of people coming. They are Australian cookies. And then for you, the last thing is all you. He sent us a tube of Vegemite. And he said, it says, put it on toast with butter. All right. Okay, so that's all you. We'll have to try that one out. Yes, you will. So we did get the package today, and thank you, Ryan C., for that package. The beautiful thing of editing, it's still the 50th episode. Beautiful! Beautiful! I keep thinking, come from the land of Linda. I keep men at work is in my head. All right, let's do some news. Okay. Uh, so we'll do some news, and we'll do some mail, then we'll have our contest winner. Yes. Uh, it's all spooky news in some funny ways. Oh, yeah, uh, speaking <laughs> we of, made make a video. <laughs> yeah. So, on our last podcast, we I mentioned the whole mounting rail thing, uh, slide rail, mm-hmm. and, and, and complained about it, and and complained on yeah how you gotta it's like it's just like the stern mounting system. You push it in and it stops, and you gotta lift off the back and all that. And in in fairness, I really should have mentioned the other method. Which is what they mention in their video. The jiggle method. The the yeah, because I, I did well, before I even get into that, Spooky made a video that said uh they heard there was this podcast and 
And the podcast said that their mounting system was like Stern and it sucked. And they were going to show, and they're going to show you a secret. Yeah. So they showed on on the Sterns and on the Spookies, you you slide the play field in and it'll stop at a certain point. You can't get, go any further. There's actually two methods you can use. You can either lift up the back of the play field and slide it in, or slam three slam it, or well slam. Or if you're Bruce, you probably just slam the thing hard. Thank you very much. Yeah. Or there's a certain way you can kind of press down on the um on the rail so it it'll, it goes over the the hump and goes in. And I actually linked to their video from our Facebook page. Yep. And the funny thing is, I actually demonstrate this in my Star Trek LE review video that I did. I, I actually did the exact same thing. I showed how to do that. So, in fairness, I probably should have brought that up when busting on it. Yes. But so, but here's the catch. They're using the Pinball Life rails. They're the same ones Pinball Life sells to people who want to remove like the peg legs that Stern uses and replace them with actual slide rails. Mm-hmm. Um, it Starting the very, I guess, earliest last year, Stern started, they went with a different slide rail. They're using different slide rails now. I know on my Metallica and on the Ghostbusters, they had different slide rails. They're shorter. They're more like the Williams height, which actually makes working on the game easier. However, the method that Spooky shows doesn't work with those rails. On Stern. On Stern. On the the newer Sterns. On the Spooky, as long as you keep using the pinball life part, they'll still work. So I just thought that was interesting. I thought it was funny because people kept on emailing me saying, hey, you notice? Hey, you notice? Hey, you I'm like, uh... I had looked at it and went, okay, yeah, I knew about that too, but it just it's still just. Of course, oh, and, and then of course, after saying you know how Rob Zombie sucks, they come up with new code. Of course, two point So now, now I can't say it sucks anymore. I have to play it again. Yes. Yeah, so uh, hopefully another week, Tim will find all the rules and the flaws, and then we'll he'll be able to abuse it and use it again, Mister Timballs. Mister Timballs. Also, on July seventh, Dead Flip is going to be uh, playing Jetsons. Meet George Jetson. Jane, his wife. Oh, no, his boy, Elroy. Then Jane, his wife. Or no, then daughter, Judy. Then Jane, his wife. Wow, he leaves the wife for last. Uh, Well, don't you remember he goes in order? Yeah, whatever. Um, So that's this Friday? Yes. Well, well, wait a minute. Now, this goes against your theory. Well, I think actually Star Wars... Well, here's the weird thing. They announced yesterday or the day before that they're going to have Star Wars at Fantastic at the automated booth. So there's got to be one of two things. Either Dead Flip's going to video it beforehand or Stern holding this back for this whole month and not letting Levy release it is stupid. Okay, people are like, Levy release it? What is he talking about? That's Well, about three weeks ago, Levy was in England... Yeah, at a trade show and went in reconnaissance and did some filming, and then Gary Stern told him not to release it. Yes. So if and this hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been publicly filmed. That hasn't been released anywhere yet. So if it's going to be a fantastic, I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, it's typically they have the dead flip footage is usually the first thing you see. It's usually before it's out. So the only flaw in this whole thing, unless it's that automated. You can look at it, but you can't play a game. That, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, well. 
I, we've I, seen weirder things at shows. Oh, come on. We've never seen where Stern brings games in that you can't play. Come on. Really? What? They never have done that? They've never done that. Only at last year's Expo. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's not a never. <laughs> so it's well, going to be we'll interesting. See. Yeah, we'll yes. see. Well, we'll all, me and Ron will both be a Pintastic. Yep, walking so. around, flaunting our stuff. Flaunting <laughs> our stuff. That sounds like this is a porn. Oh, my. Ugh. But uh, we will be there. Uh, we are going to get there Friday morning. I have to drop off one of the tournament games. Oh, so one of those games on the list that they've already released is yours. Yes, which is Viking. Ah, that's actually the one I would have guessed. Well, what? Well, since we're on that topic, what is the Pentastic tournament list? I don't know. I don't want it in front of me. <sighs> Great preparation as always, yeah. Bruce. Good job. Like Preparation H. Yeah, Preparation H. I'm trying to remember what the hell I read it. If anyone wants to say hi to us at Fantastic, come up, say hi. If you want to play us and challenge us, we're up for it. Oh, that's right. We have the challenge thingy. We do have the open challenge going on. Well, what, are the, what are the rules on that? Best of five. Best of five. Whoever loses picks the next game. And um, what's our record in that? Uh, two and oh. Ah, yes. Yes. Just, just, oh, that's, what, that's what I thought. So, the game list is Bow and Arrow. Okay, good EM. Demo Man. Probably Claw Disabled, of course, as we've talked about before. Dialed In. Okay. Scorpion. <laughs> Medusa. Okay, good game. Dirty I Harry. Love I love Dirty Sanchez. Dirty Sanchez rocks. Alien Poker. Good game. Harley Davidson, the Bally one. Live to Ride. Ride to Live. Harley live. Davidson. Viper, oh, what a turd. That is a turd. turd. Hoops. Okay. Viking. Okay. Gee, I wonder who that is. And Eight Ball Deluxe. Chin Ball. So only one newer game Mm -hmm. and no new Sterns. Yeah, I'm liking this lineup. I might actually be able to qualify. They're using the old Papa style. Yes. uh, Entry entry based, which is going to be painful. Yes. Although I did qualify last year, so you qualified last year with me, and uh, some guy took you out. I think in the I, first. I, some dick. Um, yes, dickhead. You have to go back in the audio and listen for that. Yeah. It's going to be another. What dickhead beat Ron in the fantastic tournament yes. last year? All right, I think it's time for the mail ball bag. Mail ball bag. Oh my. We have an email from Alex Huffman. Hi, Alex. From Birmingham, Alabama. All right, Alex writes, I heard or read an interview that Robert Gagneau recently... Well, let me try that again. I heard or read an interview with Robert Gagneau recently that he used to take glass off a game, repeatedly roll balls from the top of the play field, and practice drop catches for hours on end. Do you all believe this type of deep practice is necessary to become a top player or even take your game to the next level? It's simply spending time casually playing pinball enough to elevate your game. If not, what are some other deep practice techniques that can be used? Ah, oh, man, I wish Timmy was here. Uh, honestly, I don't do that. Yeah, we should. We, we should, yeah. but uh, I don't feel... I Guess what? I just What I've noticed is when I practice more, when I play more, I'm better. It continues on. Note, I've been playing for about three years. I'm an A-division player in our local league of 30 players and recently finished fourth for the season. There are two players in our league who are week in and week out the best players in the state. 
Chris Warren, who is an avid listener of this podcast. Yep, I know Chris. And Timothy Street. I was lucky enough to beat them for the Alabama state title, but I want to know if there is a way I can become more consistent with my game and compete every week, not just when I'm having a good day and they're having bad days. How do I get past the improvement plateau my skills seem to have settled on? Play, play, play more. Practice more. Play against better players. Yeah, play against better players. Watch better players. Practice situations. Yes. Like, because especially if you're doing a lot of head-to-head, you don't necessarily need the highest score. You might need, um, like, situational. Like, I need this much to beat this person. I'm going to change my strategy. Or do the old um, the old Kaylee George technique where he would set his games to two ball. Mm. Just assume one house ball. Yep. So you got to make two balls count. What I also do is actually set a score beforehand. I'm acting like the player one. I'm player two, I mean. And the player one's already got, say on uh, Paragon, he's got 220,000. Okay, now I know I got to go up against. I got to start battling my way. You know, I'm, I'm behind already. Always put myself behind the eight ball. I'm going to try to make my work my way out. And I guess if you own the game, you could take the glass off and do drills. Yeah, drills. You don't want to drill your play field. <sighs> but uh, that might work good with testing things like uh, or practicing like tap passing, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It would. That's it about would all I can think of. Yeah, I That might be agree. a better question for Timmy. Because he's gotten way better. I mean, I've already, I've already hit the plateau and I'm going downhill. So, yeah, so am I. Yeah, so let's see what we got next. We got Ryan C. You gave us the right answer. To answer for. Yep. Steph's player number. Which, which was, is, we could say it now, yes. 31915. And the games that uh, that uh, Josh hated, Twilight Zone and Demolition Man. Then we have one from uh, Jeff. We'll save that to last. Anyway. Yeah, Jeff's is a good one. That is going to be our finale. The ultimate finale. It is. Bruce actually gets gets to hear from one of his buddies that he, I do. he, he loves so much. I uh, do. The email from uh, Stephen Thaxton. I guess is the... Uh, Correct player number. Yep. Also, Jim Mueller, same thing. Yep. Eric Russell. Eric Russell. Let's see which one. Did he say which one it is? This is. I think this is Eric Russell too. Uh, Eric S. Russell. Yes, yeah, it is. Yep. This is work account. And he had made fun of us, saying we both do way too of a got, good of a job of Herbert the pervert imitation. Mm, kind of disturbing. That's wrong now. Oh my! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play with my pinballs? Oh, yeah. No, no. no. <laughs> and it's Blake actually all three, answered three correctly. Correctly. And the final one, I love this one. It's 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 from the Pinball Princess, but this is like the shortest, the shortest, this is actually an email. Yep. Which we had, we had complaints about the Pinball Princesses making her emails way too long. Well, we can always split them up. We could. She says, Happy 50th episode. Woo-woo-woo-woo! If I haven't made it abundantly clear yet, I think it's super awesome that you guys are doing this. I'm so glad to see you hit this milestone. Really, you guys are great, and it makes me grin from ear to ear knowing my friends host such a cool podcast. I look forward to more excellent episodes, and I'll see you at Stomp. Love you guys. Steph. And she didn't even put her number no, at the end, so she must really step. mean it. 
Thank you, Steph. Okay. So, so we oh. have gathered all the, the names of, of the players, the players of the listeners who have answered all the questions correct. And yep. Bruce has put them in our favorite program, random.org. Random.org. Which is going to randomly select a player number. I keep saying player number. I'm so in tournament mode. A listener number. It is a number. It is a number. And I guess it is kind of a player number. They're playing a game. Yep. And we're going to see. I have the number set. And, and tell us, what do they win? They win a pinball helper from pinballlifter.com. And a ceramic Dalmatian, and they can take the rest on a gift certificate. Yes. And uh, if, if it's inside the U.S., pinballlifter.com will actually ship this to you free. If it's outside the U.S., we'll have to figure something out. Since we do have a couple of Australian people. Right. You've gotten their names in. So I have the numbers in. The gen- ran- true random number generator is in. Between one and blah, blah, blah. I'm bringing it up here on the screen. Bruce has his uh, cam going. I we, do. Yep. So we, we have, it's like, uh, I'm KPMG. I'm the independent auditor. See, so I have now. Hopefully I don't give anyone the wrong envelope like the Oscars. Yes, I have the list up in front of me. I have them both in my hand. All right. Numbers. And I'm going to hit the generate button right now. 24. 24, which is? Steven Thaxton. So repeat that again. Steven Thaxton is our winner. Congratulations. We, we got a little, a little more fanfare there. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> How's that? He's the one who actually entered the uh, pinball premises number of 31915. It's one of the last numbers that we got, but it worked out. So I will be contacting uh, Steven actually tonight. Get before you guys listen to this. So and make sure. Uh, but uh, we will get in touch with you and we will actually talk to you about how to ship your pinball helper. So congratulations. Congratulations. And thank you, everyone who participated. I spent two hours today inputting all the names and the lists and everything like that. So trust me, it was a big pain in the ass to get it ready for when we just did two seconds of a fanfare. But it, I'm glad to see somebody gets a good, fun gift. Now, Ron, you see my video. Yep. Okay. I have now a thank you list. All right. I see four pages there, Bruce. Yes, so I have a lot of thank yous. Oh, my God. Is this like an Oscar acceptance speech? It is like the Oscar acceptance speech. Okay. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, Ron, for getting us in this fucking stupid mess a year ago. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ron had the crazy idea over a year ago to say, let's do a podcast. We did a podcast. He's like, oh, we'll do it. We'll see what happens. And 50 episodes later, we have a pretty good following, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful. So first, I'd like to thank Ron for that. I want to also thank Ron's parents for giving birth to him. No, <laughs> for being supportive of him in his pinball hobby, like my mom and dad have also. My dad's really been supportive of my pinball hobby. Of course, he owns some of the games downstairs, and he's also co-owner of PinballLifter.com. So he partially gave away a helper to you guys. Very cool. So now I want to thank some of our guests. Our first guest, Mr. Tim Sexton, you know, great guest. We've had him on. He's like, he, I think he's actually the most. So thanks, Tim. Steve Bowden, fun with bonus. He's been on twice and we've talked about him almost every episode. Jeff Teolis from Pinball Profile. This is a special guy. 
in a, at the end of this episode, you're going to hear he made us a thank you video, a thank you audio. I was actually really surprised and really touched. So Jeff did a great job on this. You'll hear some funny humor and some of our past guests actually thanking us, which was really cool. And thank you, Jeff. It was really important. And you, we, you know, we've both been helping each other out in our podcast, but thank you, Pinball Profile, again. Can't forget Scott C. People are asking about him again to come back on, so we're going to get Scott C. back on, and we will see him at Stomp, so you better come to Stomp, everyone. Josh Sharp, president of IFPA, thank you very much. You've been uh, very helpful in two of our episodes. Raymond Davidson, first interview we get of the reigning world champion, we got him. Very cool. Eric Russell, we got to thank all three of them. <laughs> uh, Zach. Zach's been on most of our episodes verbally, and he also helps me out big time with games. Uh, the Pinball Princess, we've had her on. Can't forget her uh, emails. Excellent person to have on. Greg Pavarelli, thank you, Greg. Came on once with Tim, and hopefully we get him on solo soon again. He was very good and uh, had a lot of good, good feedback from him. Nick and Kevin from Buffalo Pinball, great show we had with them. We still have the challenge out to them. We're going to be playing them soon, and we will be victorious. Hell yeah. So yeah. Mr. Chris Bucci. Can't forget Mr. Bucci. He's done great videos for uh, Ghostbusters and all Big Bang Bar and all the other videos for his uh, his uh, my my game room video uh, clips he does. Yeah, in his YouTube channel. And uh, he's been on, and he's going to be coming back on because he's going to actually make uh, – he has Star Wars on order, and he's going to make a video for that. Very cool. Jason Plourd. Brought Jason on. Uh, Nick Shell and the North American EM Pinball Tour. And we cannot forget our li- li- latest, our big winner guest, the 50th biggest fan guest, Ryan C. That's right, Ryan C. So did you go through all the episodes and just got all the names? I did. Are you sure we didn't miss no one? I don't think so. All right. If I did, I fucked up. <laughs> now I want to thank some emailers. Got some really big emailers. Helping our show out. Our number one emailer. I had to go through all the emails. Yes, Ron uh, has them all stored. Uh, Jim Mueller. He is our number one emailer. So thank you, Jim. Uh, Sean O'Shea has two big things. First, he's our number two emailer. And he is the creator of the Stomp Tournament name. Thank you, Sean. Ryan C. is our third biggest emailer. So thank you, Ryan C. And the funny thing is, Scott C., it's our fourth biggest emailer because he's usually we're going back and forth with comments or anything like that. Ryan Cooper, K-U-I-P-E-R, is our fifth biggest emailer. And then we'll just go down some of our bigger emails. If I do miss your name, it wasn't because I missed it on purposely. I just went through a lot of them. We're going to say Eric Russell, Pinball Princess. Frank Guida, the Pinball Princess's father, who also did our last show's ending Music with the Oh Uh Soren, who did the software for Ron just now and has actually helped us with other things. Eric Warkner, Warkington, uh, Jim Burrell, Tim Peters, John Cosson, another Aussie. with uh, He's on the show with Emily and Dr. John. He must talk about us. I haven't heard him talk about us yet. So, John, got to talk about us. Jason from New Jersey, Pete M., Lonzo, Jeff C., he's from the Free State Pinball Association. Lucas Nelson, 
Derek, who uh, he's the one that had the pinball in the apartment, he was worried about having the pinball set up in his apartment and if they're going to be too loud. Jay Collins, who we played at X- Arcade Expo and beat him and who ran the tournament. Uh, Steve Flake, Jim Hu- uh, Gene Huang, who does the great orange uh, photographs. Uh, Tim Peters, he's a big-time supporter on Facebook and also on uh, a couple other things. Lee Wilogowski, I might have screwed that one up. Joey from Buffalo, big pinside supporter. Jermaine Maroli, blackjack rom guy who needs him from Papa. Todd Anderson, Aaron Nichols, the Brotherhood of Pinball on Facebook. He also, We also beat him at Arcade Expo. All right, we're not 2-0, we're actually 3-0. We beat Scott. Forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Brian Mass from uh, uh, Brian from Mass Pinball, Sean McDermott, J.D. Swinkles, Pete from Long Island, Stephen Taxton, and Mr. Keith Elwin, who gave us some nice roms. And we're going to get lots of emails after this on how people's how names were I'm butchered. Names. Yeah, so I, I, I don't. I take no responsibility in butchering of names. I do it all the time. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, please. And make comments on iTunes. And I would like to thank Bruce Nightingale. Thank you. For doing this ridiculous thing. And I'll, I'll thank my parents, too. What the hell? Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. And I'd like to thank just all the listeners who gave us a try. And uh, I'd also like to thank Nate Shivers. Huh. From the, yes, from the uh, Coast to Coast... Coast, to Coast. Coast to Coast Pinball Podcast, which is kind of held up there as like the gold standard of pinball podcasts. Yep, which is back. Which he's... is back. So I just thought that would be appropriate. Now he seems yep. to be, he, he seemed to state that he's going to be doing them regularly again. Yes, which is cool. Welcome back, Nate. Welcome back. So let's see. Did the mail, we did the contest. You have anybody else you want to thank? Let's see, do I have anyone else I want to thank? I got one more person. I have to thank my wife, who has who's had to put up with all fifty episodes. Also, <laughs> she's taken out a couple hours of her day. You know, she's sitting right now in front of the TV doing something else. While I'm doing this. Thank you, dear. Thank you for letting me have this ridiculous hobby in our house for how many years and how many people come over. You know, and all this other stuff. But don't forget, to save that date, October seventh. What what's happened October seventh? October 7th will be the best tournament in Finger Lakes, which is the fifth annual Finger Lakes Open Pin Golf. And don't forget Stomp in two weeks, or not even two weeks, actually, a week and a couple days. July 15th. People are making fun of our of your stars tournament. People are making, uh, well, I have one more person. Okay. Uh, we all, Mike Pupo. Yes. From Flipper Fidelity. Yes. Mike okay, why are they making fun of stars? They, they, think those, those, they think the score is too high. They think it's too hard. So some people think the star score is too hard. Oh, wussies. So, so Bruce, would you say you're better than Steve Bowden? Oh, God, no. Would you say you're better than Tim Balls? Mm, it's a... No, but yeah, I, I can hang with but no. Uh, okay, would you say you're better than Levy? I've hung with Levy, but uh, he's higher. He's he's better ranked than me. So why would any of these players have an issue beating your three thirty k score? Because it's stars, the most intimidating game in the world, brother. 
it's brother. So Hulk Hogan says, come on, dude, 400K or bust, brother. Come yep, on. There's 100 bucks on that on the line for that. And the thing is, it's going to be the single game tournament game anyway. Exactly. So you're going to be pounding, you're going to be putting money into it yep. anyway, and it's just kind of a bonus. If you can yep. just blow up the game, boom, you get that. And, uh, oh, yeah, got to thank Scott again because he provided another ROM, this one for Black Knight. It makes the mystery so it's just 30K. Nice. It's like a, a straight 30K. So you won't have a deal where someone gets 10K, another person gets 50K. Okay, cool. And I saw Chuck Webster went this weekend and uh, went to Rock Fantasy and placed. Yep. And friend of the show, Frank, got second. And our own Steve Bowden got first. Of course he did. Of course he did. And Nick uh, Zendejas got fourth. And the left flipper button on the Rob Zombie that fell off when I was playing it fell off two more times during the tournament. Ta-da! <laughs> so I, I think someone just needs a tool and, and put that thing in tighter. Obviously, finger 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 tight is not good enough there. Yeah, I guess it is so, so, so much energy being pushed in that machine to play better with it, right? Uh, must be the, the subwoofer or something, knocking it loose. Yeah, it's got to be. It. Could be. So... I think that's that's about it with everything. I think so too. So we got Sun Come See Us at Pintastic. Pintastic coming up and Stomp. Yep, and Stomp. And then I have a week off. I get to actually have a week where I can relax a little bit. And then Pinburg. And then another week off. And then Saratoga Pinball Show. And then Buffalo Pinball Show, which I got to get two games ready for. And then League. Western New York Pinball League starts. Sign up, start up in two weeks. League, 30 people. 30 people in the league. People, damn. 30 people. Last year, we filled it up within four days, and we had people extra waiting on the sides. So without any further ado. Adieu. This was sent to us from Jeff Teolis. Yes, from Pinball Profile. This is Pinball Profiles. Thank you to the Slam Tilt Podcast. 50 shows. What took you guys so long? Hey, Ron. Hey, Bruce. Congratulations on 50 podcasts of the Slam Tilt Podcast. It's Jeff Teoles from Pinball Profile. Thank you for the entertainment you've provided and for the help with my podcast, getting it up on iTunes, being guests, plugging it. Too kind. And I also love promoting Slam Tilt Podcast as well because I think there's more than just 50 podcasts. It's a big deal. Let's break down the numbers. That is 50 different Beavis and Butthead clips. 124 yawns from Bruce. 162 times that Ron went, Oh my. Oh my. Too many Eric Russells to count. 221 fails. Zero love for Gottlieb System 3. At least 20 horrible Australian accent attempts. Ryan, you can agree with me there. And 64,780 poetic words emailed from Stephanie, the pinball princess. And that's just her last one. You can tell you two are having fun, and so are your guests. I'll have you both on again as we get closer to the Buffalo Summer Pinball Open, and I'll see you at Pinburg, even maybe for a podcast pinball challenge with you and the bro guys. Ron, Bruce, keep it up. I love your honest, no-holds-barred show, and it's fun to listen to. And a few other people I've reached out to want to say congrats as well. Hey, it's Greg Pavarelli. Uh, shouting out to the Slant Hill Podcast. Congrats to Ron and Bruce on their 50th show. Keep up the good work, guys. Hey, this is Lonnie Rob. Bruce, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
Hey guys, this is Josh Sharp from the International Flipper Pinball Association. I want to send a big congrats to Ron and Bruce and George Takai and whoever else helps you guys get your stuff done out there for 50 Slam Tilt podcast episodes. I, uh, I'm doing this through Jeff Teolis, who I'm sure is only doing this because he reached 50 episodes before you did. So congrats on not beating Jeff to 50, guys. Hopefully there'll be 50 more and you can beat Jeff this time around. All congratulation messages from Josh Arb cost $1. Why, hello. My name is Ben Dover. I'm the creator of the Bunghole Crane. And ever since you mentioned me on your Slam Tilt podcast that you'd buy one, sales have gone through the roof. I mean, holy crap. What a shocker. Every time I sit down, I'm shooting another one out. We keep firing them out the back door as fast as we can. Amazon says it's their number two bestseller. Thank you, boys. Hey, this is Tim Balls. I'd like to wish you guys congratulations on 50 episodes. And, you know, one thing I just wanted to tell you guys, I can't stand these um, these rules that, you know what, I'll, I'll just save it for the podcast. But uh, congratulations on 50 episodes, and here's to another 50 more. Hey, thanks. This is Alex Jones. Um, you know, the Globals are taking over, but luckily they haven't hit pinball yet, so congratulations on 50 episodes. Keep up the great work, guys. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you. Alex Jones here. This is Butthead. Who the hell is this? Okay, guys, I've saved the best for last. Let's give him a call. George Takei here. George, hey, it's Jeff Teoles from Pinball Profile. How have you been? I'm good, thanks. Hope the same for you and Brad. We've got to get together soon. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Say, George, there's this podcast about pinball. It's called the Slam Tilt Podcast with Ron Hallett and Bruce Nightingale. I don't think I've heard of that. Well, anyway, they're celebrating 50 shows and even a tournament in your honor. It's called Stomp on July 15th. Any chance you might be able to come? You are stupid. George, come on. They're really big fans of yours. They even do impressions of you. You are a douchebag. You are always going to be a total douchebag. George? George? All right. Well, so much for that. Anyway, guys, happy 50th. So say goodbye, Bruce. Oh, who do I want to say goodbye to this time? God, who do I want to say goodbye to? I'm just going down the list. I see this person and this person and this person. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm on Magic Garden, you know, and this person. No, it feels like it's one of those rock songs where they just can't end it. (laughs) And it's over. It's over. No, it's not. (laughs) Goodbye, Tony Clark. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my.